When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 yards later. Welcome in to another episode of the 25 Yards Later Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. You can follow the show on Twitter at 25YLFF. Um, And we have big, big news for anyone that has been following the show throughout the season. Mm. Pretty much since week three, it has been a recurring storyline. Uh-huh. And that is Shorts Watch. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, after his top five performance in, I think, week two, Elijah said that if Tony Pollard had three more top 24 performances, he would eat his shorts. So um, uh, this past week, Tony Pollard was the running back 16. Um Mm-hmm. And that caps off a three-week stretch where he was a top 24 running back each of those three weeks. So, um, Elijah, what are you thinking? Are you going to deep fry? Are you <laughs> going to uh, just slather in ketchup? Um, what yeah. are you thinking for uh, eating your shorts? I think we need a sponsor. We need to have some sort of food spot. Is there like a HelloFresh sponsorship that we can get that they can deliver me shorts with uh prepackaged ingredients that will go nicely with it i mean maybe that would be something for them to consider i guess we need to uh, hit them up on twitter <laughs> we have a great marketing opportunity <laughs> for you <laughs> um, yeah i uh i'd and he did it i i know you told me that he didn't need the return touchdown but just to Put a little salt in the wound. He got a return touchdown this week to add to his finish, which is just, it's, you do know that I, I said three more top 24 performances before week 10, right? That was what. <laughs> no, I don't was. think that was, I don't think that's what you said. I can yeah. uh, pull the receipts, but uh, uh, I don't think that was it. what you said. <laughs> we didn't quite make it folks. He was, he was four weeks too early on uh, his success it would have been great if we had gotten through the whole season and then they make the nfl playoffs and then he ends up pulling like uh um raheem mostert playoff run that would have been beautiful i mean Not, he's, he's I mean, still, still could. could happen that's true um, still could it just doesn't feel as safe for my shorts but yeah we'll we'll see if HelloFresh can get some uh Prepackaged ingredients recipe book and uh, send it my direction. I will say that um, with Zeke a little banged up and uh, all accounts are apparently that he will be fine to play this week and will get a full workload. But um, with Zeke banged up, it's looking more and more like Tony Pollard could end up um being a real fantasy asset um 
still available in like 14% of leagues. So probably rostered, probably a lot of people listening to me saying that he's a potential flex option, but, um, you know, could still potentially like a one in eight chance that he's in your, uh, on your waivers. So, um, if for some reason you, (laughs) if he's somehow uh, made it through this week since they played yesterday when you're listening to this um i go ahead and try to pick him up because uh i think that there are many bright days ahead for him as a flex option and especially with us getting to the playoffs um he's one of the elite handcuffs um that you can roster so go ahead and scoop him up um, speaking of the playoffs, we are almost there um, yeah. in a in our you know seventeen week season that we've had before this. Um, playoffs would have started next week, so um, yeah, we are almost through the regular season. Um, we'll have to look. Is it our one year anniversary of being a show is also coming up because um, we started is. last year for the playoffs? So wow. We're all grown up. All grown up. We were so young. <laughs> now look at us. Now look at us doing the same thing we were doing a year ago, but better. Yes, much, much <laughs> better. I think that the product has definitely uh, gone up since last year. So we can only hope. Yes. Um, so uh, we, it's obviously, you know, Super important with the playoffs coming up to really have an edge. And I hope that you stick around with us to hopefully continue getting that edge. Um, So let's get into the touchback player of the week. This week's award goes to kickers Greg Zerline of the Dallas Cowboys and Jason Sanders of the Miami Dolphins, who each had seven touchbacks. Congratulations to those two players for having the most kicks that made their opponents start their next drive 25 yards later. You kicked it really far, you kicked it with your feet, you're the touchback player of the week. Congratulations! All right, so Elijah, we're going to get into the news. Um, Since this first item, I think directly affects me um i think i'm going to steal this one from you and then you can finish off the rest of them so it's yours very big news for a panthers legend this week going down to injury i'm of course talking about dan arnold Mm. um legendary panthers player of three games um (laughs) was placed on IR and is out for four to six weeks. Um, so it was effectively done for the year with an MCL sprain. Um, he was named one of my uh, new BFFs. So it's a hard hit. I am yeah. going to have to start CJ Uzama in a league this week. Hands um, for hands. Which is, I'm not happy about. <laughs> um, but yes, the the man the myth the legend dan arnold is effectively done for the fantasy season hopefully he can return next year um to be you know a upper 
tier streaming tight end. Um, and, and I guess James O'Shaughnessy suddenly becomes relevant again, is back in our lives as a possible streaming tight end as well. Um, so, Elijah, how about you take over the rest of the news, um, including, uh, which we will get to, another Panthers legend that had a much more fantasy-relevant injury. Yeah, so there's so much injury news uh, coming out of this past weekend that I had to split it into position groups. Um, So Dan Arnold kicked off the tight ends, uh, but the much more fantasy-relevant tight end probably uh, in Darren Waller. He is week-to-week with a knee injury. Uh, He has not been ruled out yet this week, but I don't really buy it. Um, I would be surprised if he played. Uh, and so Foster Moreau would yeah. be uh, the starter in his place. Uh, who's a viable streamer this week. Yes, uh, definitely. Pat Fryermuse, uh was in the concussion protocol following Sunday's game. He uh, took a hit right at the end, basically. Um, but he got in a full practice today. So I guess uh, he's fine. Um, so that was good to see. Uh, he has a great matchup this week. Uh, moving on to running backs, DeAndre Swift, uh, who went down on Thanksgiving. He has an AC joint sprain, uh, which is a shoulder injury. If uh, you are not up on your biology, um, the latest report from Jeremy Fowler is that he could miss multiple weeks. And head coach Dan Campbell says, quote, it's hard to say that you'd see him this week. Um, so Jamal Williams is most likely getting the start this week and potentially next week as well. Um, real quick is, uh, knowing body parts, that's more of an anatomy. I don't know if that's a biology I mean, <laughs> topic. Yeah, I obviously am not an expert <laughs> biologist or anatomologist. So uh, I don't think that's a word, but okay. (laughs) Well, I'm proving my lack of expertise, but I knew shoulder injury. Yes. AC joints in the shoulder. (laughs) Moving on to the, the previously mentioned Panthers legend, Christian McCaffrey uh, was put on IR with his ankle injury and is now done for the year. We'll talk about this briefly in speed round, but uh, there are potentially a couple options that you could uh, choose to pick up to back up CMC. Uh, Dalvin Cook with some uh, other shoulder injuries, uh, a torn labrum, labrum also in the shoulder, uh, and he dislocated his shoulder. His other shoulder was already hurt. Um, Dude has some bad luck with his shoulders. Uh, So they aren't calling it season ending, but he will definitely miss a couple games. This has happened before with Dalvin Cook. Uh, where he's had shoulder injuries. They've held him out for a couple weeks, and then he's come back. So we'll see what happens there. But Alexander Madison, hope you picked him up or already had him rostered because he has a pretty amazing matchup this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The next player in this is a strange inclusion in the running backs portion, but I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, I uh this is one that this is actually pretty hilarious cuz uh I just missed him when I was splitting this out <laughs> into position groups, but he scored all his points by running the ball last week. I think he had like one reception. 
Um, so Debo Samuel has a groin strain wide receiver for the 49ers uh, and is expected to miss one to two weeks. Um, Daryl Henderson has a quad strain. Uh, he didn't practice today, Wednesday, uh, but is expected to play. I'm also not sure how much I buy that. Um, so I think that Sony Michelle is at least worth a speculative pickup in mm. case Daryl Henderson doesn't go. Um, and then Chase Edmonds running back for the Cardinals has his ankle injury that he's been dealing with. He is not going to return until week 14. Um, and then to round out the running backs, the Seahawks signed Adrian Peterson and nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> So that is, I would uh, say Alex Collins owners or, you know, managers care, but, uh, as we will get to, <laughs> I don't know how much they mind at this point. <laughs> Alex Collins managers are dead inside. <laughs> uh, moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Odell Beckham jr. Suffered a hip pointer, but is it isn't expected to miss time. Alan Robinson is still not practicing with a hamstring injury. Maybe he's just like, you know what? This is the last year of my deal. My hamstring still hurts. I promise my hamstring still hurts. Mm. Let me just go to another team. Uh, but that's Darnell Mooney season over there in Chicago. Um, Antonio Brown is expected to continue missing time at least two more weeks with his issues from his ankle sprain. I think he might just be distracting from that fake vaccination card nonsense. Uh, two Giants wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony, are supposed to be coming back from some soft tissue issues, but neither of them practiced on Wednesday today. So keep an eye on that. Uh, both of them are probably on your waiver wires. And if they can get healthy, I think that they have some uh, playoff implications for your fantasy playoffs that they could be usable pieces. Uh, and rounding out the wide receivers, uh, with a little bit of quarterback news as well. Uh, both DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray are, quote, hopeful that they'll play this week. Uh, they were both limited participants in Wednesday's practice, which rolls us into the quarterback news. Teddy Bridgewater missed the second quarter of last week's game with a lower leg injury, uh, but Drew Locke was so nonsensical on the field that they said, Teddy, we need you. Get back out there. And so Teddy got back out there and finished the game. Well, um, they so did they did fine. They won by like multiple scores. So yeah, I think they were just so scared that Drew Locke was gonna destroy the game for them. Um so yeah, I don't know. Keep an eye on Teddy, uh, but seems like he'll probably be all right. Um Jalen Hurts dealing with a sore ankle, but he should be good to go as well. Uh and then lastly, Daniel Jones has a neck strain. Uh and was limited in practice Wednesday, but it looks like Mike Glennon may start this week and potentially longer, depending on how the neck issues go for Daniel Jones. Uh, but definitely this week, fire up the Dolphins defense. We'll talk about that in speed round. Yeah. Um, rounding up the news, we have a couple of things that already happened, but you should probably still be aware of if you somehow missed it. Big future um, past moment right yes, here. Big future past. Is it future or is it past? So um, Mark Ingram for the Saints who played yesterday when this is releasing um, is ready to go while Alvin Kamara was questionable. So um, if 
Ingram, or if Kamara doesn't play, obviously Ingram is a, a you know, top 12 option. Um, and Taysom Hill is also expected to start um, at quarterback, you know, not one of the 14 other positions he plays. <laughs> um but is dealing with a pain tolerance foot injury. So TBD, although um, he has been practicing, I think all week and is very much in line to play Um, on the Cowboys side, uh, Cooper, uh, that being Amari, although it's very interesting for the people that get the, is it future? Is it past reference for someone named Cooper? Um, is limited in practice on Wednesday, but was expected to play on Thursday coming off of COVID. Um, and Zeke was a full participant both Monday and Tuesday um, in those practices with Jerry Jones saying he will handle a serious load despite yeah. the bone bruise in his knee. Um, finally, uh, since our last show taped, uh, AJ Brown and Michael Carter. Um, wide receiver for the Titans and running back for the Jets were both placed on IR. So, um, you know, implications there for both of their teams. Whew. That's a yeah. lot of news. That was a lot of news. It was a busy week. Ugh, so much sadness. Yes. You know I, who I, was busy and not very sad, though? Who's that? The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Let's go. That is a professional segue transition on point, Nick. Uh, so why, yeah, let's get into why I host. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the first uh, team preview here, and that is my Cincinnati Bengals Hootay Nation. Let's go. Uh, this is the first time that we've beat beaten Pittsburgh three times in a row since I don't remember the stat. I just lost it, but it's like since like 96 or something. I don't know. It's been ages. I don't know if you can pull that stat for me. Uh, I will attempt. We crushed the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was 41 10 and it was out of hand early. Uh, So I just I love that so much that I've gotten ahead of myself this week. Uh, the Bengals play the Los Angeles chargers. It is a 50 and a half point over under and the Bengals are favored by three at home. Um, and the big story of the Pittsburgh game was that, uh, Oh, do you have it for me? Yes. So they swept the Steelers for the first time since 2009, and they've won three straight over Pittsburgh for the first time since 1990. Yeah. They have never done that in our lifetime. Wow. This is a beautiful moment. (laughs) I think we just need, need a moment of silence to relish in that. Oh R. yeah, that was good. R.I.P. Steelers. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I remember that magical 2009 season too. That was a good season. We were real good. Uh, I think maybe I don't remember it that well, <laughs> but I think that that <laughs> may have been Carson Palmer's one of the Carson Palmer's years. It I don't remember. Yeah, it would have been because. Um... Andy Dalton came in in the same draft class as Cam. Right. And uh, that was, so that was 2011. So 2009, they went 10 and six. 
lost in the playoffs against the Jets. Oh, I'm pretty sure that 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 was the year the Jets went to the AFC Championship game mm. that season, and I'm pretty sure that was the year that we lost to the Jets in Week 17 because we sat our starters and then let the Jets into the playoffs, and then they beat us in the playoffs. I think that was that year. Ugh, brutal. But you know what? This team, this Bengals team, would never do something that foolish because we are dominating right now. Uh, And the reason for it is because they just keep handing Joe Mixon the rock. I mean, Joe Mixon, I, I think the stat was... He's been a top five running back for like the last, like four of the last five weeks, something like that. Uh, I'll let you vet that stat as well, but he's been just dominating and he got 32 opportunities last week that he turned into 28 rushes for 165 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And he did that pretty early. I mean, not all of the yards, but I, if I remember correctly, he had a hundred yards by halftime uh dude was just on fire the receiving game the caught four passes for negative two yards so that wasn't quite as good um but joe mixon is i i don't know that there's another running back outside of jonathan taylor maybe austin eckler that you want on your team right now i mean joe mixon has been better than everybody but jonathan taylor i think for the last handful of weeks um and Interestingly, though, because Joe Mixon has been so dominant, the passing game hasn't really had to do much or just hasn't been able to do much. Uh, But Joe Mixon's domination comes with Jamar Chase's fall from grace uh, that this past week was just three catches for 39 yards. And uh, over the course of the last four weeks, he has 49 or fewer total yards each of those last four weeks and two touchdowns during that time. Um, he has had a lot of targets before last week, uh, nine targets, 13 targets, six targets, and then last week's targets of having three. Um, but he just hasn't turned them into much, which is unlike the start of the season. So I don't know if offenses are keying into him. I don't know if it's just that Joe Mixon has been so dominant that they've been riding the run game. Um, this past week, uh, T Higgins had like 80% of uh, the yards that Joe Burrow threw. Um, so this past week it was actually T Higgins that uh, saw a bump. He was eight targets, six catches, six catches, 114 yards and a touchdown. And Joe Burrow only threw 190 total yards. Uh, so there wasn't a lot more to go around there. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd didn't do anything. I think he should be on waiver wires all around. Uh, and then hands for hands, CJ Uzama didn't do much this past week either. Uh, just three catches for nine yards. But I mean, this week, I hope it doesn't work out for you, Nick, because I think we're playing each other um, where you're having to play hands for hands. Yes, we're playing each other twice again. Um, I feel a lot worse than I did last time, <laughs> um, where I um, 
basically by losing to a one win team um mm-hmm. could get knocked out of the playoff hunt so that's fun yeah with that's us. Rough. um i have to either hopefully beat you or the f- who is in second place in the league mm-hmm. or the person that's in first place next week so yeah, the Motika brothers looking are strong forward right now. To looking forward to not making the playoffs in with a winning record this year. That'll be great. Yep. Well, uh, if you don't make the playoffs, it's because you had a 500 record. Because uh, I think you're probably going to lose to the Motika brothers this this week and next week. But we'll see. I I feel good about it. But what I will say is that Hands for Hands has a great matchup. Uh, the Chargers give up the third most points to fantasy tight ends. Uh, so I think even though he's been bad since basically since I tried to start him, he's been bad. Uh, this could be a big bounce back week for hands for hands. Um, what I also like about this matchup is Joe Mixon. I think he's going to dominate again. Um, I see you found these uh, stats for me. Yes. Uh, so. Go starting ahead. starting in week eight, we have running back two, running back four, bye week, running back four, running back two. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it just doesn't. That's I don't know what else to say. Joe Mixon is having a stretch right now that is dominant and consistent. I mean, it's like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, those are the kinds of numbers that he's putting up as far as consistency and production goes. And this week he plays the Chargers who are the, they give up the six most points to fantasy running backs. Uh, So, I mean, fire him up, play him in daily. I hope you traded for him before the trade deadlines. I mean, he's just unstoppable right now. Uh, And with that said, you're going to start Jamar Chase. I would say that T Higgins is probably a bit of an aberration this week, although he's a really talented player. Um, but Joe Burrow, he didn't have to do anything against the Steelers, not even throwing for 200 yards. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be able to do much against the Chargers uh, who are, they give up the 26th most points. So, you know, they're the sixth best team against fantasy quarterbacks. Um, so it's not a good matchup for Joe Burrow. It's not a good matchup for Jamar Chase. I think this is going to be a short and intermediate game for the Bengals. It should be a really good one. Um, I know it's a kind of low over under, but I think it'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. And we actually have the second part of our, uh, or of this game as our next preview. So that is the Los Angeles Chargers um, at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a 50 and a half point over under, and the Bengals are favored by three. I'm sure that Elijah probably already read those two for you, but whatever. Um, so uh, the Chargers are coming off of a not great game against the Denver uh, Broncos where they lost 28 to 13 as hinted at earlier um, when we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater and his injury. Um, That said, I think that this is largely an okay spot for all of the major skill players. 
Um, not exactly the best matchups for the receiving game um, with the Bengals giving up the 27th most points to fantasy quarterbacks. So like the fifth least. Um, but, you know, it's a high over under. It's a close game. I think that they will have to pass a lot. So um, Justin Herbert is still, uh, you know, an easy top five, uh, uh, top seven or so option at quarterback. Um, I think Austin Eckler has a real chance to be the RB1 this week um, as the Bengals are giving up the eighth most points to um, running backs. He's also got just as scoring at an absurd rate, has 14 total touchdowns, um, you know, through this point. Dude's been a beast is, you know, I think the RB2 on the season. Um and yeah, is an elite play, especially this week, again, where I think he could uh, be the top option for the entire league. Yeah, just to circle back around to Justin Herbert briefly, he is a really solid option at quarterback, but he's been crazy inconsistent this mm-hmm. year and not even in spots that you can predict. He's basically been going back and forth. You know, I'm just reading, you know, starting last week and going backwards. Last week, 19 points. Week before, 34 points. Week before that, 12 points. Week before that, 31 points. Week before that, 13 points. By week, week before that, 11 points. Week before that, 42 points. So it's like he has that QB1 mm-hmm. on the week upside. Uh, and I guess if you're following the trends, uh, this week is a 30 plus point game for him. Um, but he definitely can kind of submarine your quarterback position as well. He he makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, this one has some sneaky. Um, this one shootout definitely has some yeah. sneaky shootout potential. So um, I I definitely like Herbert here, even with that inconsistency. Um, as such, you know he has to be throwing to someone. Um, Keenan Allen locked in. I think top and tight or wide receiver two um hasn't really had a lot of ceiling games this year um just two touchdowns but um is you know pretty rock solid consistent um and i think you know if we do get the shootout we think could happen um he would be one of the beneficiaries um i think that if it is going to be a shootout, then Mike Williams definitely would need to step up a little bit. Um, after that blistering start to start the year, um, he's been just the wide receiver 46 since week six. So um, not really doing a whole lot. Um, has had targets for the most part. Um, like this past week, he had eight targets, um, only turned it into four catches for 39 yards, though. I think um, much like he's kind of been pretty much since that start, um, you know, a top end wide receiver three, um, a little boom bust. But, um, you know, we saw earlier this year that much like Justin Herbert, he has wide receiver one on the week potential as well. So while it's been a while, since he's really uh, been really, really good for your lineup. Um, He's had, you know, success here and there, but wide receiver 46 over, you know, a third of the season is not great. 
Um, I think that he is a fine play in a game that I think both of us think has sneaky shootout potential. Mm-hmm. Um, only other um, players we're looking at on the Chargers side are Jared Cook and Donald Parham. Um, the two are tight we, ends. Though? Not really. <laughs> um I I think Cook is maybe a streamer. Bengals not are kind of middle of the pack against tight ends. Um Parham not really on the radar at the moment. Um still hoping that at some point he will be, but um I don't think it's probably going to be this year. Um I think Cook is an okay streamer, although there's probably better options available for you unless you're me who again is having to start CJ Uzama in a league this week that I really don't want to start him in. <laughs> Oops. His hands for hands is going to come through for you. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'd start hands for hands over Jared cook. That's for sure. Yes. I, I would, I would agree. Um, it just still does not feel good, especially with, uh, hands for hands coming off of, uh, consecutive nine yard performances so um (laughs) it's It's not great um i'm so excited Mm. Uh, luckily i am locked in the playoffs in this league so uh i have a little bit of of room to burn we can only hope well i hope you're gonna be okay I just um, think I would say the playoffs will be a lot less entertaining with me out of them. I think, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Civil War. So hopefully I make it. Uh, the outside of I'm even with my terrible two matchups, where ideally I just have to win one of those games. Mm-hmm. A lot of people also have to win two games, so to actually pass me. So. Fingers crossed. And a lot of them play each other. So um, I have not done all the math. I'm clearly not totally safe, but um, hopefully good things end up happening. And even if I back into the playoffs, at least I'm in. (laughs) At least you are. Um, Let's get into uh, this next matchup. Uh, before we uh, take our ad break here and talk about a team that is coming off their break, uh, the Arizona Cardinals coming off of a bye week. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah that's, that's professional good. podcasting. Um, so the Cardinals this week coming off the bye are playing the Chicago Bears on the road. Uh, it is a 45 and a half point disgusting over under. Um, and is this line... For real, the Bears are favored by eight points. That's pre- no, that's the Cardinals. They're playing. Sorry, that's got to be right. Okay, <laughs> yes, the Cardinals are favored by eight. I mean, I could see it if Vegas thought that Kyler wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, but uh, okay. So Cardinals no, are favored are. by eight. <laughs> the, on the, the world is not upside down. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so. Kyler Murray, I mentioned it in the opening news. Uh, you know, he was the last time that they played was week 11 and Kyler Murray was not out there uh, to the 
intense sadness of my one of my leagues where I have just uh, taken a big nosedive uh, that coincided with Kyler Murray's absence. Uh, Colt McCoy has been filling in, uh, and week 11 he played, played pretty well. Um, but other than that, he hasn't played all that great. Um, so I know the Cardinals, who are in first place right now in the NFC, are hoping that they have Kyler back. Um, I, if Kyler's back, you're starting Kyler. It doesn't doesn't matter. We're not waiting to see it as far as an injury mm-hmm. goes. We don't need to wait to see him healthy. You just plug that guy back in. Um, the pass catching options are really curious um, for the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins has not been amazing this season uh, and has been out for a little bit too. Uh, did return to practice Wednesday on a limited fashion um, and is expected to play. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins, so you just put him right back in the lineup. Uh, but he has some similar numbers to some of the other receivers as far as you know the course of the season. And obviously, Nuke has missed a couple mm. weeks. Um, I think it's... I think it's four weeks that he's missed. So yeah, definitely has yeah uh, been a while. But um, I mean, in that time, it's you know Christian Kirk has gathered 150 more yards on the season uh, than New Hopkins has, and obviously he's their number one. Um, but coming off of this injury, he is a guy. I think you're starting him, but definitely temper expectations in a way that you're not really nervous about Kyler coming back. Uh, and with that said, I think that you can flex all of the other pass catchers. Uh, AJ Green, seven targets, four catches for 78. Week 11, Christian Kirk had a down week, but they tend to just trade weeks that they succeed. Um, and Rondale Moore in week 11, we were surprised by this. He had 11 targets and 11 catches for a measly 51 yards. But I mean, 11 catches is mm. quite a bit. I do think that that might be a Colt McCoy uh, effect, mm-hmm. whereas with Kyler coming back, presumably, um, I do not anticipate that same usage for Rondale Moore no. this week. Mm-mm. And especially not with potentially DeAndre Hopkins coming. Yes, out. definitely that too. But another pass catcher that I think is totally fantasy relevant is Zach Ertz. Uh, even in this matchup where the Bears are really stingy against tight ends, I mean, the last time we saw Zach Ertz on the field for the Cardinals, he was eight catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, both of the touchdowns that Colt McCoy threw. Um, so we haven't gotten to see Kyler with Zach Ertz much. Um, so that's maybe a question mark or maybe at all. I think maybe one week before Kyler went down. Um, but he's just been playing great since he got into his new home. And I really think that you can start every single pass catcher. If you need to, uh, if I had to put him in order for the wide receivers, it's Deandre Hopkins at the top. And then probably AJ green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. but I don't feel great about that order. I think those other three, uh, players at the wide receiver position, you know, could go in any order. Uh, but this is a week that you can start them all, especially because the Bears are not very good against wide receivers. They give up the eighth most points to fantasy wide receivers here. Um, and so I think you've got a really good shot at all of them or most of them being fantasy relevant. 
Yeah, and I did pull when, um, or, you know, when all Kyler and Ertz uh, overlapped. And it looks like they did overlap for two weeks. um, And during that time, uh, Ertz had five and four targets. Um, And, you know, that's with him being on the team for all of a hot minute. Um, For roughly 50 yards per game and did score a touchdown. So, um, yeah, they, I don't think that necessarily, you know, I I don't expect two touchdowns. I probably don't expect 88 yards, but you know, maybe 50 yards, maybe a touchdown. I think it's very much in the realm of possibility for Ertz and that would put him as a tight end one. So, right. Yeah. Um, and then the the only other uh, part of this team that you're considering beyond the defense, which, you know, they're not a streaming defense, but the Bears give up the six most points to opposing fantasy defenses and the Cardinals are a pretty good defense. So I'd start them if you got them. Um, but it's James Conner this week with Chase Edmonds being out. James Conner is mm-hmm. kind of alone. Uh, there's a real human being that is the third string running back whose name I don't remember. Um but is that you uh, know Benjamin or I don't think so. I think it's some other like totally random new human. Um but uh James Conner, the last time that we saw him, you know, basically a hundred yards, uh almost thirty opportunities, uh, and a touchdown. So I mean, I think when he is alone here, uh Bears are kind of middle of the pack against running backs. I think that you can absolutely start James Conner and uh he may be one that you can check the daily price on and maybe get for cheap uh, as you'd usually see him with. Oh, Chase I Edmonds. think, I mean, I think that James Connors an RB one when he's or in this offense with the yeah. backfield to himself. So if you, you know, are, uh, you know, think like trying to weigh starting him, you're in a very good spot. Um mm-hmm. Big, uh, he's an absolute smash play to me. Um, uh, y- even with a Bears defense, that's not the best matchup for uh, fantasy running backs. But uh, I mean, you know, almost guaranteed to fall in the end zone at least once. So, yep. um, and now that he's got the backfield to himself, he's getting the volume to where he's actually getting yards. Um, got five catches this last week or two weeks ago before their bye. So yeah, I, I think James Connor's an absolute smash play. Um, so we are going to take a quick ad break and we will be back on the other side. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we're back. So we're going to jump into our next preview, which is the Minnesota Vikings, who are going to Detroit to take on the Lions. It is a 46 and a half point over under, so slightly better than the one that made Elijah gag a moment ago with the uh, Cardinals and Bears. Um, And the Vikings are favored by seven. So we talked at the top about the big news for the Vikings, which is um, 
Dalvin Cook's injury, knocking him out for a couple of games. Um, Alexander Madison is probably vaults immediately into the top 10, um, for especially for this week with um, a Lions team that is giving up the fifth most points to fantasy running backs. Um, we saw several moments this year um, where Madison actually did take advantage of the opportunity, unlike in previous years um, when he's filled in for Cook. So, um, yeah, I think Madison, absolute smash start. Start him anywhere you have him. Um, I think, you know, easy top 10 uh, and probably top five uh, potential at the running back position for Madison this week. Yeah, 100%. Um, on the other side of the offensive equation, um, is obviously the passing game. So, um, I, some, someone from the athletic, I know had commented that they thought that the Vikings will end up leaning a lot more on the pass with cook out. Um, that is good news, obviously for Kirk cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. And I think. It's been a while since we talked about him. It, 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 he was a big topic of conversation for me early in the year, but KJ Osborne um, could be reborn here. Um, I didn't even mean to make a born pun. It's hmm. fine. Could be re-Osborne. Oh, okay. Okay. Oz reborn. Is that hmm. better? No. No, move on. I like it. <laughs> um, so I don't think that Osborne, you're certainly not starting him until we see some nice production again, which we haven't seen in quite a while. But I do think that in a deep league, he is worth a speculative re-add um, because he even in like a deep league, he probably got dropped. I know that, you know, the co even in. Uh, the co league he got I ended up dropping him because he hadn't done anything in so long so um you know probably worth a speculative re-add if um Zach or Chad Graff <laughs> <laughs> if Zach Graff said <laughs> that uh you know that um for the Ch- Chad Graff of the athletic the person that uh whose quote I've referenced earlier if um, he is correct and they will lean more on the pass. Um, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, top five uh, option at any given week, I think at wide receiver. Um, Adam Thielen is just scoring at an absurd rate um, scored twice again uh, this past week. Um, a little bit more touchdown dependent as he is um, a, you know, more of a possession player uh, is not putting up the same yards as Jefferson, even though their catches and target numbers are similar, but um, certainly also has a reception floor in PPR to where, um, you know, he's a pretty safe wide receiver to option with big touchdown upside yeah and he is just like unstoppable in the red zone right now it i want to say that like seven or eight of his 10 touchdowns have come in the red zone uh 
I think it was nine of a nine of the ten. Yeah, so even better. Uh, But I mean, he's just that's the option that they go to, and I think especially without Dalvin Cook, that he may be even more of their option uh, in the red zone this week. So yeah, I like I like that call. Yeah, Um, and then another red zone option is going to be Tyler Conklin, their tight end. not really a great week for him this past week, but you know, that's the tight end position. Um, I think is a, at worst high end tight end two option, um, probably closer to back end tight end one. Um, and, but that's, you know, kind of the realm that he lives in week and in week out, but that's also the tight end position. Um, the lions not the worst against tight ends but um you know especially with madison or uh cookout and madison taking his spot um uh, i think he has a nice shot at a touchdown this week so um yeah that is the minnesota vikings let's get to the other los angeles team here and talk about the los angeles rams Coming off a tough loss to the Packers, uh, I guess that's why they're called the Los Angeles Rams. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, well, both um, both Los Angeles teams lost this last week, so they yep. lost the L-O-S-S Angeles teams. Yeah, the pun gets better. Uh, so, yes, coming off a loss to the Packers. This week, though, they're in a pretty good spot. Uh, hopefully they don't pull a bills, uh, but the Rams are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a 48 point over under, and the Rams are favored by 13 and a half at home. And you know what that means is that the Rams are going to lose nine to six, uh, to the Jags. That would be Uh, very impressive if the Jags pulled off nine to six twice. Yeah. Uh, when they were favored by, or when they were uh, underdogs by more than 12 points in each of them. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And what I do think is that the Rams are going to dominate. It's going to be a little bit interesting how they get there, though. Uh, The Jags have been playing some slightly better defense of late, um, and they're actually a pretty decent team against quarterbacks. And I think that Matt Stafford, despite his 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Packers, a lot of that was late in the game. Um, and he's been playing not his best lately. Um, mm-hmm. There's some uh, word that he is dealing with a number of injuries that he's just kind of gutting it out through like he always does, but you've seen his performance dip. Um, That said, I think you're, if you've got him, you're probably still starting him against the Jaguars. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is like about as close to the ultimate get right spot as you can get. So, yeah. Um, And I, I really think that you're starting all of the pass catching options too. Obviously, you know, Cooper cups, a wide receiver one. Uh, And last week, both Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson had fantastic games. I mean, and Odell was out there uh, on all but one snap and ran uh, ran 40 routes on 41. Dropbacks. Uh, yes. Dropbacks, yes. <laughs> uh, so 
that's like dude's just out there all the time, which is wild because it's like his third week on the team. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if his hit pointer affects him. He's supposed to go, um, but we'll see if that limits his workload at all. Um, and JJ Zacharyson hit us with this little nugget uh, that Odell had his highest fantasy points scored since week four of 2020. Uh, so I guess, you know, that warmer climate did him some good uh, going down to Los Angeles. Um, but Van Jefferson as well. He only caught three passes, but he had nine targets last week. Um, so it it kind of seems like you can start them all, which mm. feels odd because uh, they've never supported three pass catchers consistently. Um, but we still do get to see whether it's Odell or Van Jefferson that arises as the wide receiver too. Yeah, um, I think that you know, Van Jefferson is very much kind of in the Meekle zone of the past few years, but that's mm-hmm. certainly still, you know, gives you the option of getting a really nice performance with like, you know, a bomb touchdown or a big run. Um, he has been, I think, getting decent target numbers that uh, Meekle hasn't really in the past. So, um, Although I don't know how much of that was dependent on game script this past week. Um, I'm personally, even with the good result, a little skeptical of Odell um, and his long-term success in uh, Los Angeles. We just haven't seen, you know, a lot of good results from him in so long. So, um, and to the point where, you know, that, um week four game in 2020 was his best result in you know a, for a, Quite a year and a half i'm willing to bet that that was his best result before that for a while too so mm-hmm. it was um yeah i'm a little skeptical about odell and his effectiveness especially like you know mid-season wide receiver changes even off-season wide receiver team changes often don't work out um so a mid-season one is so hard to make actually work that i'm skeptical um i don't know if i could say i would prefer van jefferson over him um but i'm also not um you know, if your trades are still uh trade deadline hasn't come yet, I'm hardly rushing out to make offers to try to pick up Odell. Yeah, well, here's uh, a little nugget that may help you say that you want Van Jefferson over Odell. Uh, since week seven, Van Jefferson hasn't had a game with less than six targets. Very nice. Uh, so... I mean, and, and that those are games prior to Odell showing up when Robert Woods was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really tough to say, though. Uh, and this Rams team has always only supported two wide receivers. Uh, so it'll be r- really interesting to see. Um, I think both of them are viable flex plays. Um, but I like you, I'm not rushing out for one or the other uh somebody that i am putting solidly on the bench is tyler higby uh who just is not getting it done uh he's a guy that has a lot of 
potential uh, that we saw briefly um, prior to the bye week. He had scored a touchdown one week and he had gotten 10 targets the week prior to that. Um, but like, it, it's just Tyler Higby's there to get you five points and 10 on a great week. I, I'm just, I'm not starting him. Tyler Higby or CJ Uzama. Hands for hands all day. <laughs> Tyler Higby or Tyler Conklin. Ooh, that one's a little bit closer, but I think I do go Tyler Conklin. Um, just because I think that as you were saying, they're going to pass a little bit more and Tyler Conklin has a more consistent red zone market share and more consistent overall target share, even coming off of a low target total. Okay. Last one, Tyler Higby or Brevin Jordan. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Higby, uh, (laughs) because I, I do know because we learned this right before the show started, but prior to about an hour ago, I did not know that Brevin Jordan existed. So I'm going to go with Tyler Higby. (laughs) Well, um, I would agree on all three accounts, um, but we are going to learn more about Brevin Jordan here um, when we talk about the Texans. Which we are not going to do quite yet, because I just want to recap the running backs that I never got (laughs) around to. Uh, That uh, Daryl Henderson, if he plays, you start him. Uh, If he doesn't play, you start Sonny Michelle. And it's kind of that simple. Now we can talk about Brevin Jordan. Okay, so the Houston Texans making their uh, debut appearance on the show. And I think I have not gone back um, to double check this, but I think this means we have covered every single team in the league at least once this season. Um, That's amazing. That's we, we did it. Work. We found oh, yeah. things to talk about the Jets and <laughs> the Texans and the Jaguars. Did we talk about the Jaguars yet? I think we talked about the Jaguars. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about Um, them. Well, and I don't know. We haven't finished talking about the Texans yet, so I don't know if we can quite say that we found things to talk about yet. We'll see if if you live up to your claim. I disagree. There's things to talk about this week, especially against a Colts team that is very, very bad against the pass. So um, it is... The Texans are very, very good at passing. (laughs) You know. QB1 Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) Let's go. It's his time. It's certainly possible. I mean, especially this week with um, the Colts giving up the fourth most points to fantasy quarterbacks. I, it's just so hard to recommend him even as a streamer um, because he very much has, you know, 20 point potential, but also negative three point potential. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, Tyrod. It, if you're bold, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you know, I anything against you. You know, throwing him in a DFS lineup or trying to stream him, but you are also braver than me. I think. Um, but the matchup is there. The rushing baseline is there. Um. So he definitely has a chance to put up points in this matchup. Um, It's just so hard to recommend actually pulling the trigger on it. Um, 
players that I have a lot less time, you know, debating whether I want to pull the trigger on are David Johnson and Rex Burkhead. Um, the Colts, while they are a very much a pass funnel, are a lot tougher against running backs. Um, neither DJ nor Burkhead are getting the efficiency that you need to really be viable starts. Um, neither has really separated themselves as kind of the clear number one, um, with, um, Burkhead out snapping DJ 61 to 31 last week. However, the week before he was out snapped. 5542. So um you know they're getting nearly uh, they're flip-flopping snaps, they're getting nearly identical touches. Um I can't really recommend either of them especially against a tough Colts running defense. Yeah, and the the numbers that you just read that's what they did against the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, you know, the Jets are the best matchup for fantasy running backs. And now we're getting into the Colts uh, who are very stingy against fantasy running backs. So, yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. And I wanted to hop in and mention uh, that David Johnson did not practice today with an illness. Uh, it's not a covid related illness. It seems like it's going around uh, the Texans facility a little bit. There were multiple players that were listed as DMP with an illness. So hopefully we don't find out a day from now that it's a bunch of DMPs with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he may or may not be out there. If if Burkhead is by himself... You can't do it. You just can't do it. It's I mean, a volume-based... Uh, the volume... Uh, if he's going to almost guaranteed get 25 touches, that's almost... A different story. I mean, you... like if he gets all of DJ's, you know, ten cat or ten carries and three targets from last week, you know, he gets sixty yards rushing, forty yards receiving. I don't know. I, I, that is against the do Jets, you think though. That... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, do you think that eighteen carries? Is 18 carries a lot of carries? That's, that's a lot of carries. I would be happy most weeks when my running so, back gets 18 carries. So in week 11, uh, <laughs> yes. Rex Burkhead got 18 carries. And he, he sure turned did. that into 40 yards. He, he sure did. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. Uh, yeah, you probably can't do it. <laughs> Again... You you could try, I guess. You're braver than me. You deserve all the the fantasy success if it hits. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm at least willing to entertain the idea if he is by himself. We will say that. Um, especially, you know, he's not a bad receiving back either. So, in a game where they're going to have a negative game script. Um, we'll probably have to pass a lot, and uh, uh, Tyrod is not generally pushing the ball down the field. So, um, Burkhead could potentially—I could see catch, you know, five, six passes if if he has the backfield to himself. Anyways, that's all the time we need to spend on Rex Burkhead. Um, a 
player that I actually feel really good about starting is Brandon Cooks. Um, the really the lone bright spot on the Texans this year um, has 700 receiving yards, you know, very much on pace for just another thousand yard season. It's, you know, all he does is catch a thousand yards every year. Um, Colts, as we've hinted at, uh, pass funnel defense. So giving up the ninth most points to fantasy wide receivers. Um, Cooks is a very nice wide receiver too this year or this week. Um, hard to say with upside because, you know, the Texans, <laughs> but, um, I think is a, you know, very solid play. Um, and as for the other options, the, I, I, even with the pass funnel defense, I don't really see you starting Nico Collins or, uh, Danny Amendola, both of which had five targets this past week, but only turned them into 51 total yards between the two of them. Um, and then uh, a player I'm vaguely intrigued by, not really to start, but Brevin Jordan. <laughs> Brevin Jordan is like, this is, uh, I don't know, if he were a wide receiver, he would be one of your dinner rolls. Uh, but he might not even be a dinner, like he, he might be, you know, one of those uh, like like in the can that you twist you know, mm-hmm. to open up the biscuits. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he would be the gooey, uncooked biscuit. Well, don't forget, I also love mediocre tight ends. I know you do. So, like, I kind of like terrible tight ends. Yeah. May- we need to find another food metaphor for terrible tight ends. Um, so, he did catch... He got three targets last week. Um, Caught a touchdown. And the Colts are the fourth uh, best matchup for fantasy tight ends. So you have to be real. Like, I can't imagine anything more than like a 25 cent DFS lineup (laughs) with him as your bottom barrel basement cost tight end. But, um, it, you know, maybe something to keep an eye on. I have no idea what his snap counts have been, uh, but yes, you know, he seems to be may, and he's not even listed as the starter. But he does have two touchdowns this year, which is more than like a lot of players. Eighty can total say. yards this season. He has as many touchdowns. Is this true? Before I say this. He has as many touchdowns as Keenan Allen, so. Uh, was that oh. Keenan Allen? Yes. Yeah, but. I caught out there, or. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, he, but, uh, but it's. <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> he also has, Keenan Allen has, uh, he has 10%. Less than 10% of the yards that Keenan Allen has. <laughs> Do not uh, start Brevin Jordan. Here, we, we thank said you. It. That's the responsible thing. He's to say. not really even on the streaming radar. I just... I never you know, heard of him. I want, I, want, I want more tight ends to be relevant. And this is about as good as I got. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good effort. I'll give that to you. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, and with that, shall we get into the speed round? I think we talked about some interesting things with the Texans. We achieved it. Yeah, we uh, achievement unlocked. The little thing popped up in the left corner of your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. All teams talked about. You did it. <laughs> Amazing. We've done well. Yes. Uh, um, why don't you kick us off with the speed round? Yes. So we're going to start off by talking about Alex Collins. I'm done with Alex was, Collins. <laughs> was there is there anything more that you wanted to add to nope, that analysis? I'm, nope, just done. Not starting him again. It's over. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, you want to get to the next speed round item? Sure, go for it. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some streaming options this week. Uh, so the first one here is a kicker. Uh, do you need a, a kicker streamer this week? I had kicking streamer written in the doc. That's, that's kind of funny sounding. Uh, well, I think that Evan McPherson uh, is your guy. Uh, he's coming off of back-to-back great games uh, where the Bengals have put up 30-plus points in each game. And this week he plays against the Chargers. Uh, as we talked about, and the Chargers are the fourth best matchup for fantasy kickers. Nick stole him from me and is starting him against me. Uh, so that'll be real fun. Yes, hopefully he scores 25 points because I'll probably need it because I'm starting <laughs> Brandon Bolden at running back. Um, I was just going to say that do you need to kick the tires on a streaming kicker it was right there. Ooh, it was. Ugh. That that'll be maybe that'll be an every week speed round segment. I'll have to get a drop kick for the it. Tires, yeah, kick the tires. Uh, we need more kicker drops and segments on our show. We do. We never well, one enough. is not enough. No, it's like a Pringle. <laughs> Kickers are Pringles now. We've got mediocre wide receivers at dinner rolls. Kickers are Pringles. Um. So next speed round item. Um, I'm kind of concerned about Philip Lindsay being added to the Dolphins. Um, Adam Levitan did point out that nine of his 12 touches um, this past week were in garbage time, but I'm still not even excited about him getting three normal time touches, like right. just days after getting signed to the team so um as a miles gaskin manager um with a love-hate relationship with a preseason bff of mine um yeah i need miles gaskin to be good (laughs) and keep getting the volume that he's been super inefficient with so i don't lose (laughs) So I am concerned. I was concerned when the um, notification popped out that he Lindsay was claimed by the Dolphins. I'm concerned having watched parts of the game and seeing Philip Lindsay's name pop up again and again. I am concerned. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, 
so I am back again with uh, another streaming suggestion, uh, but this time I am back with a one-week early streaming defense suggestion, uh, and I've got a couple here. Um, I've made, I've mentioned this fantasy tip before, but especially come playoff time, it is so advantageous to pick up your defense a week early. I did that to Nick this week, uh, and he is upset with me for rostering two good defenses that he won't get to start either of. Uh, Don't feel weird about rostering two defenses. Um, This guarantees that you don't have to use a waiver priority or fab on a defense, and it gives you the edge on your opponents. Um, And maybe your opponent had their defense go on by, and so now you're having to start the New York Giants defense because there were no available defenses left. Exactly. Uh, It's a good tip. And this is against somebody that needs to win to get in the playoffs. Because six teams rostered two defenses (laughs) in Uh, a 12-team league. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of defenses. That's that's tough. That's rough, buddy. Uh, So with that said, uh, San Francisco 49ers, they have a decent matchup against Seattle this week. Uh, and then a down matchup next week, but, uh, you know, that's playing against my Cincinnati Bengals who are just, you know, dominating teams right now. Um, but do you remember their playoff schedule from when I talked to about them a few weeks ago, it's Atlanta, Tennessee, then Houston. Uh, so if they're on your waiver wire, I would scoop them up now, uh, because they're going to play, you know, if there are smart fantasy players in your league, they're going to see that soon. Uh, and scoop them up. I know the 49ers have been dropped in a couple week leagues that I'm in because they had uh, some tough matchups recently and one tough one coming up. Uh, so go ahead and grab them while you can and then stash them for those playoff weeks. And another reminder, pick up the Saints defense now. Uh, I wouldn't start them this week against Dallas, but then after that, three of their next four weeks are absolutely juicy. And lastly, if you need a starter uh, for this week as a defensive streamer, how about the Dolphins, uh, who are potentially facing uh, Mike Glennon-led Giants team? Uh, And if you can't get them in season long, I think if you're playing daily and need to have a defense in there, they are one of the cheaper ones, at least on Yahoo, and they are a great option this week. Yeah, I wish that they weren't already rostered. Because everybody is rostered in this league. I pulled up the list and could not believe that I had like 10 options to choose from. (laughs) Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, last little bit. um, As a Panthers fan, um, I firmly believe that Amir Abdullah is the player to roster in a post-CMC world. Um, per Jack Miller, Abdullah has outsnapped uh, Chuba Hubbard in four straight games and is much more involved in the passing game, um, have, running 21 routes last week to Hubbard's four. Um, and I mean, you know, there's numbers for it, and there's also just like my eyeballs having watched the vast majority of Panthers games this season. Um, he's, they're using Abdullah a lot, um, especially considering that he was a midseason ad for them. Um, they are really featuring him even when CMC was in the lineup. Um, I just think that 
it, he also has, you know, starting running back experience more than a lot more than Hubbard does. So uh, I really think that Abdullah is the player to have. Um, if he is for some reason still on your waiver wire, go snatch him up. Um, and, um, you know, I it, am hesitant to say potential league winner, but, uh, you know, a new starting running back that's heavily involved in the passing game could be a potential league winner. So, um, go ahead and go out and scoop up Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Can't start him this week. Uh, with cannot start him this week. Pie. I mean, uh, you can start him this week. You'll just get a zero. Don't recommend it. <laughs> Um, that's the best fantasy advice we gave the whole episode. It is 100% guaranteed. Um, do not start Amir Abdullah. He will not be the running back one on the week. Yeah, we're right about that. Yes. Um, and that is our show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick G Luciano. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Elijah Motika. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well while you're on there at 25YLFF. And be sure to rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it is Spotify wrapped time of year. Uh, And I've gotten a couple texts from people saying that our show was their top listened to podcast on Spotify. So I love that. If that's you, hit us up on Twitter. Give us a follow uh, and be sure to rate and subscribe. Yeah. And I, speaking of which, um, on another platform, Apple, I think we're still looking for our first written review. We have a couple star ratings. So um, tell us you love us. Yeah. Tell us you love us. If um, you don't like more. us, don't. I, I mean, you can still set. I, it'll still help the analytics, I think, to get. <laughs> To get more ratings. So. Five stars, you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> at least give us five stars. You know, it, help, it helps people find the show. You can insult us all you want. Just, you know, give us those five stars. Give us five stars. Um, and yeah, anyways, that is the show. Thank you again for listening. Um, thank you if we were our your top listened to podcast of 2021. And we will see you next week um, when we... Oh, I've messed it up. Whatever. We will see you... 25 yards later. I love that. Honestly, I was... 25 yards later. Thank you for listening to 25 Yards Later, Sports Obsesses Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. Audio editing by Mitch Proctor and music by Elijah Motika.